The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. So glad you could join us this week. Today on the show, I will be introducing Joanne Losey in just a moment, but so glad that so many of you have taken the time to write to us over the course of the week, uh, giving us ideas, suggestions. Uh, it is a, um, oh gosh, cold day here in Virginia. We had some snow, but not nearly as much as our friends up in the Northeast are going to have. So thinking about our friends up in uh, Philly and New York and Boston. So I know, Joanne, you're originally from New York, so I'm sure some of your family is uh, going to get hammered with some snow here. <laughs> they certainly are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad it's him and not us. I'm ready for spring down here in Virginia. How about you, Joanne? I am as well. We we only got some ice, no snow, but just a little bit of ice, just enough for us to uh, have an, a day off from school for the kids. Well, whoop, whoop for the kids. And uh, unfortunately for us, we, we, we plug on, but, you know, I know this is going to be joyful. So um, I want to... Uh, uh, tell folks, if you want to join us today, here's how to do it. Um, you can uh, call us during the show at 1-866-472-5788. If you want to send an email, I'll check it a couple times during the show at jeff at voltageleadership.com. During the week, if you want to reach out, uh, we're at www.voltageleadership.com. You can like me on Facebook at Voltage Leadership and connect with me on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting. And if you're in that crazy world of Twitter, you can follow me on JMU Jeff, but uh, mostly you're going to see uh, a few updates about the show and more updates about JMU Sports than anything else. So if you're a JMU Sports fan, sign in there and you'll get all kind of updates. So I want to introduce uh, the topic today. We're really going to be talking about how can you use storytelling to inspire action in the workplace. And my friend uh, Joanne Losey is on the show today. So let me tell you a little bit about Joanne. So Joanne and I go way back. We, we first worked together at Capital One. She actually knew uh, and worked with my wife, uh, you know, barely before. We were probably just in the dating phases, you know. And uh, so we go way back. And Joanne is just a, a fantastic leader. She's the president of Losey Consulting and managing partner of Fortified Leadership Group, which we'll talk about in a little bit. She's an executive coach, leader, consultant, and speaker with over 25 years of experience. Joanne, I think that means we're getting older. I don't know. But, you know, maybe... <laughs> We started when we were very young, Jeff. Yeah, it's amazing when you start with five. You can get 25 years of experience pretty quick there, huh? Yes, uh, sir. Joanne's a, a thought leader on things like succession planning, talent development, talent strategy, storytelling, um, as well as all kinds of change management, change leadership. 
Her clients include global Fortune 500 companies from diverse industries, private equity firms, healthcare providers, state government. She's previously worked as executives at Capital One and Genworth. Um, she resides in Virginia, and she's married to Vin and has four children. So, Joanne, we got that in common, that uh, you know, long-term marriage and four children, and we're probably a little crazy, right? Uh, yeah, some might say so. <laughs> well, you know, Joanne, so w- welcome to the show. You know, so glad you could be could be here with us today. So it's uh, a real joy and privilege. Uh, Joanne, outrageously successful. And uh, to watch her career take off and then to call our friend, is it's just a joy to have you here. Uh, and and just so you know, this is probably not the only time you'll hear. You know, I'm sure in the future we, we can bring her back to talk some more about talent development, succession planning and all that. But today we're really talking about storytelling. You know, and, and Joanne, this is probably an area that, uh, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time in my career really thinking about until you really got me interested. So what got you interested in storytelling? You know, I, that's, a, that's a great question. I think I've been interested in storytelling since I was a very small child. Um, I did actually do a lot of writing when I was little. And so I think the whole concept of telling a story and relating to other people through stories has been something that's been a passion of mine for quite some time. But professionally, what I would say is I really got into storytelling when through my corporate career, I started to see and really hear leaders who told just stories that really drew me in to to do things that I, I didn't think were possible or to achieve things that I didn't think were possible for an organization. And so really seeing some storytellers, although they wouldn't call themselves that, but these gifted individuals who could really create a story and draw people in and make them really passionate and energized about doing things. Um, and seeing the success of that is really what got me interested in it professionally. Well, that's really cool. Um, tell me, you know, in maybe in your words, what is storytelling? You know, I, th- I think I can understand it when we're maybe reading, you know, stories to our children and, you know, when they were five years old. But, you know, in the context of this work world and organizations and things like that, you know, what, what storytelling mean for, you know, that global 500 type customer that you often support? Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, storytelling is universal. It transcends every culture, and it's been around pretty much since humans related to each other. Um, And so storytelling is really fundamental to how we communicate. It's, you know, truly how we connect with each other um, as we share our experiences. You know, I often say to folks, you know, hey, at the end of the day, do you go home and do you convey stories to, you know, your spouse, significant other, to your cat, whoever you decide to speak with at night? And, And often we don't go home and say, hey, what a great spreadsheet I created today, or look at this PowerPoint. I mean, we go home and we say, let me tell you about this story. Um, And so what I do is I really, you know, I would say the first piece of storytelling and the reason why it's important in a business, it's how we connect with others. It's how we share our experiences, who we met, how our days are going, what we learned, and how we're going to translate, you know, what we do into future action. Well, that's a lot. Uh, so let me uh, let me back up. So you know, I was my next question was really why is storytelling important? So what I heard from you is it's uh, already given us a lot of meat to chew on here. It's the uh, ability to connect with others. You know, it's how we connect with others. It's it's uh, sharing experiences. It's translating you know kind of what we're seeing into action into stories that people can really understand and relate to. Why yeah. else is story? Why else is storytelling so important? Well, a couple of other things is that there's a sort of a fundamental desire amongst most people. Well, at least I would 
put forward that there's a fundamental desire of the people that I've worked with over my career is that we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so storytelling is just a real unique skill um, and it's a unique way for us to be able to captivate the imagination, show us how we can be part of that bigger than ourselves issue, whether it's a struggle, a success, um, all of that is really important. And it's a way for us to really write ourselves into our day-to-day working environment and the relationships um, that we're in every day. Hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, what I'm curious about um, is uh, where where maybe have you seen this done well? You know, we'll, we'll keep kind of peeling back the onion on, on samples and examples and how do we do that. But, you know, as you really think about this, where, where do you see it? working right and and it's going well that you're like wow that's a great example of storytelling yeah you know I, I could point to several you know experiences in my professional career that I would say I was really gifted to be able to see um, these great leaders convey a strategy but let me point to one that maybe for the listeners is something that you can check out after the program um, and you know one of the great uh, examples that I point to often is Steve Jobs and his Stanford commencement speech have you mm-hmm. had the, you've been able to see that haven't you yeah yeah I've seen that a couple times I, you know it is fantastic and tell me why you know I don't think I really relate it uh, from it from a storytelling perspective. So tell me what, tell me why it did move me and, and it connected with me because I do remember and I, gosh, I've watched lots of things over the years, so I do remember this. Yeah, no, there's a couple of really key elements that uh, Steve Jobs was able to use. First of all, if you recall, that he was very human. He was very relatable. He was not, you know, this CEO of this you know, a massive organization that's really revolutionized the way that we interact with technology. But really what Steve Jobs did is the first thing is he created um, an emotional connection with mm-hmm. with each of us. And we, and we can talk about each of these parts in, in a bit, but really the first piece is we were emotionally connected for anyone who has seen that. You can probably think about one or two of the points that somehow personally touched you or you connected with. Um, the second is that he created a storyline or a plot for us, and that plot line was really his success story. Um, but what he also showed us was the struggle, that it wasn't a typical way for us to, for him to move from um, where he started to where he was in terms of his success and the struggles that he faced as he leaned into each challenge, what he learned and how he grew as, for lack of a better word, a character in that story. And because of that, we many people point to that as really one of the examples of great storytelling. Hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe we'll start, start that here and then we'll finish on the other side of the break. But you know, what makes up a great story or a good story? You know, maybe greats, uh, you know, we, we, want, we don't want to intimidate our folks. You know, let's at least start with good, you know, and then, and then we'll work towards great. But in your mind, what makes up a good story? Yeah, I'd say uh, what I do is I keep it relatively simple. The first thing is that every story or every book needs a title. So mm-hmm. what first and foremost, what's the title um, of your story? Uh, The second is we need a cast of characters. Um, It could be a few characters. It could be a lot of characters. Those characters might, in the case of an organization, be employees or stakeholders, but we'll talk about that after the break. But, you know, really it's about characters. The next piece is going to be what I'll call the storyline, 
or the plot. Um, and, you know, any of us who took an English class in our early school years knows that there's a plot line, and that's going to be really important as it relates to a story. And then finally, what I would say is that you need heroes and villains. <laughs> yes, uh, I think this is appropriate as we have uh, Beauty and the Beast reemerging this week, uh, which was kind of funny. My girls are uh, very excited about it, and uh, you know, I work with youth at my church, and so I was with you know sixteen and seventeen year old boys, and I uh, said, "Hey, fellas, you want to go uh, see the opening night of uh, Beauty and the Beast?" And they just rolled their eyes. I'm like, "Okay, what about a date? <laughs> like maybe?" <laughs> but I think that's a classic example of a uh, you know, there's the the villains and the the heroes, and there's a, a plot line. There's stories and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this really makes a lot of sense. So, what I'm curious, yeah, so one thing I want to just talk about before we get to break is, you know, this uh, uh, fortified leadership. So, uh, Joanne and I are partnering together. So, we're creating a company called Fortified Leadership Group, and we'll be working together um, for midsize and larger clients to bring in uh, things like storytelling, change management, uh, executive coaching, succession planning. You know, so Joanne, I'm, I'm outrageously excited to work with you. You know, what what are you excited about as we form for, for uh, try again Fortified Leadership Group? First, I got to <laughs> pronounce it, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I think one of the things that's probably most exciting is it gives us the opportunity to really, you know, bring kind of our complementary skills together to really, you know, think about how can we make an impact in larger organizations and really help change the way that they think about things. Well, I know I'm excited. And so what we'll do is we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we'll pick up on this, uh, what makes a great story and continue in two minutes. Thanks. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. 
To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and so glad you could be with us. I've got Joanne Losey, President of Losey Consulting and Managing Partner of Fortify Leadership Group on today. And we're going to be talking about throughout the program. She'll be here with us the whole show today. We're going to be talking about um, storytelling and what is it and how do you do it and how do you effectively use it in your workplace. You know, so Joanne, I think you gave us a great uh, understanding in the first segment about why storytelling, what you got, what got you interested. You know, what I'm curious about now is how do you make a story that is compelling and memorable? You know, so it seems like that's important and all that, but boy, I, I really don't know where to start. I, I'm uh, thinking about my audience. You know, they're like, yeah, that sounds good, um, but where do I even start and, and how do you do this? Yeah, so first of all, I'm just going to encourage everyone that we are all storytellers and this is mm-hmm. absolutely a skill that can be developed over time, but each of us really has the ability and does on a regular basis tell stories, tells great stories. And so what I want to do is maybe what we could do over the remainder of our time is just talk about what are some of the ways that you can bring out the natural storyteller in yourself and or if you're supporting leaders, how can you work with them to help them be great storytellers? So I guess, you know, let's start at the beginning, Jeff, which is, you know, often when I work with people around storytelling, you know, it starts basically with, look, Joanne, I have created this amazing strategy, right? I have a vision. I have a plan. I've talked about the resources. I've talked and engaged my stakeholders. I've thought about how to measure success, and now I'm ready to talk to my employees. And often what they've done is stood up and really said, here's a 400, now I'm exaggerating, here's a whole (laughs) bunch of PowerPoint slides and a lot of graphs that mostly people can't really read or relate to. Um, And hey, aren't you excited and energized about, you know, all of these really amazingly well put together slides around my strategy? So that's one situation. And and I'm going to guess, Jeff, you've sat through some of those presentations in your career. Literally, I just um, was sent from one of my clients, the CEO of a healthcare system, and they did an hour and 10 minute employee forum update. Here's the strategy. Here's where we're going. Here's the change management. Here's what 17 and 18 looks like. It was an hour and 12 minutes that I just watched. And I, I stopped counting at over 100 slides. Yeah, you know. compelling and memorable, maybe not so much, right? So um, let me just put the other kind of common situation forward, and then we'll move into kind of how do you really think about connecting with the people that you're working with. Probably many people listening today, yourself and myself, do a lot of work with organizations around change. Um, and change can come in so many different varieties, whether it's leadership changes, implementing some new technology, going through some kind of organizational transformation or merger and acquisition. Well, we could spend the entire time talking about all of the changes that organizations are going through. But really, when we talk about change, um, it really kind of evokes a lot of emotion 
in people because I'm having to do something different. And so this is another great place for leaders to be able to use storytelling to help people work through or manage through that change. And that's where we've seen a lot of really exciting progress when working with clients. So just high level, those are the two types of situations where storytelling can be a really, really useful tool for people to be able to use with their leaders and with their employees. Yeah, so I think that makes a lot of sense, Joey. And, uh, you know, I think it's a uh, around strategy, getting people to understand it, to buy in, um, ability to to drive change. You know, I'll just give one example is, you know, as you start to think about how do we unroll that a little bit. Um, I'm thinking back to my sort of early Capital One days. Joey and I both worked there together. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I can remember a time where we were trying to go for uh, 4 million customers by 1994 and 4 billion in outstanding assets. And so it was four by 94. And we really, you know, it, that was a good theme, a good tagline, but it was really the story about um, what does it mean to our customers for us to be able to buy this superior support? And we start sharing this amazing customer service stories and the change management of that was just brilliant. And there was a little bit of a promise on the end of if we were able to do that, we'd get to go to some uh, casual clothes. And we've been traditional bankers with, you know, Monday through Thursday was, you know, white white shirt, red tie, suit, right? Friday, <laughs> we our dress casual was blue shirt and tie and suit, right? You know? <laughs> right, and so, exactly. And, and so if we were able to, to, to achieve these goals, we were going to be able to dress business casual just on Fridays, you know? Mm-hmm. But what was, what was fascinating about this was, the story of kind of bringing us along and how we were leaving behind traditional banking and what did it mean to be sort of a, a credit card company? Like we didn't really understand that and having to be taught that and just all the different ways that the stories were being told. And what I can remember all these years later is when the plane flew over our building in Richmond with uh, you know, the, the thing behind it said, congratulations on making it four by 94 uh, dress casual, you know, or something like that. You know, I don't remember the exact words at the end there, but you know, that was fascinating. And here, all these years away, later, with all the things that we've been able to achieve in our career, I still remember that like it was just yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, when I talk about being memorable, um, well, do you get any better than that? I mean, 1994 was quite a few years ago, my friend. So mm-hmm. we are talking about, yeah, <laughs> again, we started when we were very young. But <laughs> um, so it is really, you know, it is one of those things. And, and you know, I've got a, s- a couple of similar stories. And I still recall, you know, being able to visualize visualize, really see what the picture is that's being painted and what does that look like? What is tangibly the outcome for our employees if we paint that story? So you remember, you know, earlier in the program, I talked about, you asked me kind of what are those elements of a story? And, you know, we talked about, you know, having a title and having characters, a plot line, and I talked about heroes and villains, and I'll clarify that a little bit because I'm not here to suggest that any employee in your organization should be painted as either a hero or a villain, but rather the behaviors that individuals exhibit can either be heroic and help you achieve your goals or can be villains and help and really prevent you from achieving those goals. But you can see the connection, right, between the title and the strategy. Kind of what's mm-hmm. our vision? Where are we going? So the connection point is really that title is going to be what's your overall strategy? What is that high-level thing that we're trying to accomplish? And then as we think about, you know, those stakeholders 
employees. Those are really the characters. They're the individuals who can help co-write the story and breathe life into the story. And then again, as we think about kind of those measures and milestones, I call those chapters, Um, you know, because all of us know, like, no one picks up a book and it's just 400 straight pages. You know, authors are really masterful at kind of marking, if you will, like how, what needs to happen? What's sort of the whole part of the story that takes place within a chapter. And so we as leaders also have those measurements in place and really can think about how do we, you know, mark our progress. And as I mentioned, just, you know, really then what's that plot line? What is the strategic actions? What is the change that we're trying to implement? And there's a real connection point between really a strategy or a change effort and those key elements of a story that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I think that's great. So, um, title, uh, you know, is vision, high level, um, that key theme or two that you want to make sure that when people are walking around at the water cooler, if we still have those anymore, but, you know, what, what are they talking about? Uh, the cast characters, I love this, the stakeholders, employees, they're the ones that breathe the life into. That really makes a lot of sense to me. That storyline, the plot, you know, measure, metrics, milestones, all equaling chapters in a book. And then these strategic actions, you know, I, I, I think I can get my arms around that, you know, and, and I see it sort of unfolding. What about those heroes and villains that you're talking about now? You know, I'm a little curious. So like, that, you've got me kind of waiting on with bated breath here, as Shakespeare would say. Yeah. So, you know, like any great story that has, I think our English teachers called them antagonists and protagonists. Sure. I like heroes and villains a little bit better. But, um, you know, when we talk about making a story compelling, we need these competing forces in our organization to help us really accomplish, you know, that which we're trying to to overcome. Let me just share with you a little bit of things around making a story compelling. Um, and one of the really key elements of making a story compelling, and some of this, you know, uh, that I'm going to be talking about is really based on some studies that were conducted by um, Dr. Paul Zak. Um, and the first thing is you need to start with focus, which is mm. how do we create tension so that the listener feels a little bit of, I'll use the word, distress, discomfort, or really just not satisfied with the status quo and where you are currently. And so the first thing, and that's why really being able to identify what behaviors are heroic that will help us really achieve our our goals and what's going on that's going to prevent us. And that's a bit of the tension and the struggle. So it's not so much about the individuals, and it shouldn't be, um, but it really is around what are the things we're doing that are going to help us and really create the successful future, as well as what are those things that are detracting and taking us away from achieving that future. Yeah, good stuff. Keep going. You're on wor- yeah. roll. You so work it, Joanne. The really great thing about distress <laughs> I'm laughing a little bit, is that when that happens, our body actually will release cortisol, which has a really bad rep, but uh, which allows us mm-hmm. to really focus. And what it is, it's a biological response that allows us to focus on what we think is really important. And when that happens, we've actually created the biological condition where the listener um, can be connected. We can really say, we want you to be connected to the story in an emotional way. Um, and so our challenge is not to scare people or put them so out of distress, but to create the right level of distress, this contrast of kind of positive as well as contrasting kind of behaviors so that we create this environment where people are leaning in, that are, they're really thinking about 
what's going to happen here and I want to know about it. Our bodies, literally, physiologically, we can actually, through storytelling, get people to be hardwired and listening in a completely different way. And so what we need to do is to make it very compelling is to really not just make it one struggle because then it's sort of a one and done. But when we're thinking about the strategy and long-term strategy and long-term change, it is about how do we sustain that tension in a healthy way and talk about those struggles in a productive way and, and ways that the listener can help create the positive outcome that we're looking for. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of another dis, uh, you're sort of saying, you know, this uh, distress and all that. Um, it's also discernment. There's this period of like, how do we connect and make all this work? And if you're providing some emotion, then you're creating the energy for me to really discern this and get going. You know, so I love this leaning in and this, uh, the struggle and boy, we're learning more about cortisol and, you know, just to, for, for our listeners, this relates a lot back to some of the work we did around change the culture, change the game, and what are the new behaviors that we need to create a different belief system so that we lead to different actions, which leads to different results. And so I think it really builds on a lot of the work that we've done previously. So when we come back in two minutes, we'll pick up on this, uh, this plot line we've been laying out and give you some more tools and tips and some stories that we've shared from our past. So we'll see you in two. Thanks. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. 
To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I'm on the show today with Joanne Losey. She'll be with us for the whole show today. And she's a highly sought after speaker, consultant, coach, uh, extraordinarily gifted at this thing called storytelling, which is the theme of our day. So Joanne, before the break, we're, you know, you kind of ran us through the how to create a plot line, heroes and villains and all that. What I'm really curious about is, you know, there's this you know, as I watched this presentation I talked about earlier, it just didn't really feel like they captured the heart. You know, they were appealing to the logic maybe of my mind, but I don't know that I saw people really engaged and that they were going to necessarily move to action. So how do you go about, you know, creating stories that really capture both the heart and the mind? Sure. Yeah. So look, before, um, you know, before I said, you know, there's these really long decks and again, what I would say is it is important to have a well thought out strategy. It is mm. important to have a really robust change plan. And storytelling is not intended in any way to try and say, we can just tell stories about this. It's really, how, storytelling is really to augment a really fabulous strategy, a really effectively um, put together change plan, right? A well thought out plan. So what I would say is, you know, first of all, you know, before we get too far down the road, because sometimes I run into a little skepticism around storytelling, I first and foremost make sure that the strategy is makes sense. It's well thought out. It's robust. It's sound. Same thing with a change plan. Now, that said, once we have those plans in place, to your point, we can go through and share the information. Um, and as we were talking right before the break, I, you know, I talked about how we had to create this bit of tension um, to really create that little bit of distress in terms of you know where people are. Now, the other piece that we need to do uh, is you need to create that emotional connection. And so my mm-hmm. guess is that from your description, there was no kind of emotional hook for you. Now, what we need to do is really, I guess for lack of a better word, is to create empathy, which means that we're connecting to um, it in an emotional way. And we do this by sharing information about characters, you know, who they are, their relationships, their struggles. Um, and we generate a connection between the listener and the characters, which in this case could be your employees. And when we do that, we actually, back to our bodies, we release oxytocin internally, which emotionally connects us um, to the listener. This is, you know, a brain function that we actually get positive feelings and we more strongly connect to somebody when we have this connection point. And we are, we actually, the studies show that people, when they are with that emotional connection, the listener is more positive and more willing to collaborate. And so what we've done is we've not only created that tension to draw people in, we've connected them so that they're more willing and able to collaborate and feel more positive and connected with the story. So it's this really great way that we can actually tap into people's natural instincts on how to really get people to help us to achieve great outcomes. Wow, that's deep. You know, that's, uh, I, I like the, we're using our bodies, uh, effective use of uh, how do we put our brain to work, uh, aligning everything together. You know, I can hear maybe the listener saying, so, you know, I think you touched it just a bit uh, about saying, you know, we have to have a good strategy. We have to have a good change plan. Absolutely. You know, yeah. 
but so do I have to be very good at the storytelling? You know, does the storytelling just make up for, you know, bad strategy? You know, like, <laughs> you know, I think you're taking us down the path, but I could see some of our listeners being like, so you're saying I just got to tell a good story and then bam, it happens. Yeah, this is not about, um, you know, creating a yarn that is not true <laughs> or that is not really um, grounded in facts. So okay. uh, you asked a couple of questions. So the one thing I yeah. would say is storytelling does not in any way replace uh, or make up for a well thought out strategy. If your strategy okay. is not, um, you know, if you haven't gone through the necessary steps of creating a really solid strategic plan, the f- first I would recommend that listeners do that. Take the time to look and do, you know, look around, look at your competitors, do that environmental scan, craft a good strategic plan and come up with some strategic actions and those measures to get you to where you need to do. Thinking about, do we have the right resources? Is this realistic? All of that really great discipline around strategic thinking. And then layer of storytelling on top. Now, the good news is, When leaders are going through the process of strategic planning, we're often talking about a lot of stories that can be, I use the word, harvested or curated out of the process. So, you know, in those boardrooms and in those senior conversations, there's a lot of going back and forth around, well, the reason why we should do this is look at this and their stories. We're actually Mm -hmm. creating this. And so it's really helpful to have someone who is there listening and capturing those stories because that's how leaders are getting you know emotionally connected to the strategy most leaders stand up and are highly vested in the strategic direction and the reason why they do that jeff is because they have shared so many stories about why this is the right strategy for the organization then they, when they stand up they so firmly believe in it but somehow we lose that storytelling component when they go to convey it to their employees. So how do we create that linkage between the stories and the richness that create a strategy or a change plan and then right, convey that to our employees as well? Look, a great example. Can I give you an example of this that maybe well, uh, everyone can relate to? You know, you're, oh, Joanne, I literally just wrote down, can you give us an example? So, <laughs> I mean, just go, rock the house, go for it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if anyone is either part of an organization that has an annual um you know, a, a, an annual report that they publish for shareholders or get your hands on an annual report, go to a website for a large company and what you will see are stories. So let's take a large, for example, just randomly a pharmaceutical company. Um, Often what they do is they talk about their strategy, the direction that they're heading in. But a lot of times, what do they have in in their annual reports, Jeff, that you read about? I'm guessing stories. (laughs) Well, it's usually about patients, right? If it's about someone with, you know, who's trying to create a new drug to um, counteract um, a rare disease or or an oncology department, what you see are stories of people who have been touched by the products and the Mm -hmm. services of the organization. And that's how we convey the value of the strategy. The reason why we're investing so heavily in a particular um, pharmaceutical or particular treatment or technology is because, insert the story, right? Mm -hmm. So it's both parts. It's telling you where we're going, why we're going there, and connecting it to a very compelling story that often will emotionally connect us and pull us in and really want us to read more and say, wow, and this is for multiple audiences. This can appeal to diverse audiences, to employees, to investors, 
um, you know, to people who might be purchasing your products. Think about all of those, those diverse audiences that a really well stored, thought out story can appeal to. Yeah, Joanne, I just want to uh, park this idea for you. Um, uh, I, I'm going to talk for just a second, but, you know, my next question will really be, so how long is a good story? Like, what's the? let's get down to some of the practical tips and tools here on, on this side and then after break, but how long is a story? I, I just want to relate, uh, we do a good bit of work with uh, Good Goodwill of the Valleys, and, um, you know, they have a fundraising breakfast that really, as you're telling this, uh, it's the um, yearly report brought to life. And so what they do is they bring in donors, but they also bring in potential donors and just people from the community. And they told four different stories. And so it's one thing we could have seen it in a spreadsheet, you know, uh, just put up there and said, we spent X amount of dollars on the, you know, young men program. You know, it's about how to help them become leaders. But what they did was they brought in this, you know, 15-year-old from really a tough background and showed how successful he'd been. And they showed his mentor, who's, you know, finishing his freshman year of college, who had gone all the way through the program. You know, at, at the end of that, you're just like, oh, there's the mission live, breathing. Mm-hmm. And the story that they told, I mean, you know, I, I went out of my way. I, I need to run to a meeting. But before I left, I went out of my way to go up and give him a hug and just say, hey, you know, really inspired me today. And when I wrote my check, you know, I didn't feel like I was, you know, being asked to give. I was like, I want to be part of that cause, mm-hmm. you know. So I, th- I think that's a really great example of the of the end of the year report coming to life. Yeah. And so, yeah. so I'm just curious, like, you know, I, 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 the listener might be like, well, how long is a good story? And and you know, we talked a little bit about what it entails, but you know, where's some of the, the length of time? What do I need to be doing to craft a good story? We'll start it here, and then we'll finish it on another side of the break. Sure. Um, I guess, you know, a couple things I'll say first is that I'm not sure that there's an ideal length of a story or, you know, how long it should be. A couple of pointers I would say is one is you want to keep your plot line focused, Um, Mm. really understand what the plot line is. And I can give you some of those common plot lines after, you know, after the break and and not overcomplicate the story or, by the way, make it overly positive. Remember what I said, we need to create a little bit of that tension between folks. And often when we stand up, we want to make it so positive. We want everything everybody's so energized, let's go, let's rally the troops. And most people are saying, wait a minute, this feels a little too positive. If there's no tension, it's a lower connection in terms of emotional. Um, You know, we want to meet people where they are and and kind of take them to where they need to be. So let me give you um, just a plot line that's generated many memorable stories. And this is how short it can be. So here we go. Ready? Once upon a time, there was every day, then one day. And because of that, finally. So if you just put little lines where I paused, um, it's a very familiar plot line that's created many memorable stories. And this is foundationally the Pixar plot line. So if you've ever seen any of the Pixar movies of Cars, Finding Nemo, Up, The Incredibles, Toy Story, it really is around once upon a time there was every day then one day, and because of that, until finally. And so I'm not suggesting that that's the plot line for every organization, but when you ask how simple, how quick, how long, it can be very, uh, very focused, very targeted. And from that, the details will play out in different ways. But really, that target and focus around what is our story is really what's going to link, is really going to connect people. It's going to create that emotional connection. It's going to make it very compelling and make it very memorable. 
I love it. I, I um, often use Pixar, Disney. You know, the one that uh, when you start with Once Upon a Time, I went to Princess Bride actually, and uh, <laughs> as I was sort of following that, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. You know, and I, I like this. Um, uh, challenge and conflict and all that. You know, I'm thinking back from an earlier time uh, when it was, um, I, I was working with a guy named Rick Anderson uh, in Human Resources, and he brought in like the St. Crispin's Day speech and got us inspired. Uh, the challenge for us was we're the up and comer. It wasn't a guarantee that we were going to be able to be successful. You know, the the um, Chase and uh, Citibank and all those were ahead of us. And he was really trying to rally us to say, I don't know, but I like this band of people that are here with me right now. And if we do this, if we do our best and we work hard and we engage in this, anything is possible. But it was a combination of uh, story and discussion. And, you know, we left inspired and ready to sort of take the hill. But it wasn't a given that we would get there and we didn't have a full-blown path. But we did have strategic milestones going back to your part and chapters to plot out. And so we knew our next couple steps, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, Joanne, good stuff. Um, it's time. We're up against the clock again. So it's time for another break. So we'll take two minutes here, and then we'll come back with some wrap-up and some tools and tips for you to take away on storytelling. We'll talk to you in two. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. 
You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I'm so glad you could be with us today. I've had Joanne Losey on today. So Joanne and I have been talking about storytelling. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here with some you know, ideas and a few suggestions for you as you kind of think about this and, and start to put this to, to work. So Joanne, you know, what, uh, what ideas, what do you want to make sure that we know as we start to really uh, explore the storytelling and, and want to walk away thinking, hmm, this is something I want to do. What, what, what should we be thinking about? What do you want yeah. us to know? So the story you shared just before break um, around kind of, you know, where how you felt and like, hey, we're mm-hmm. the little guy. We're not necessarily assured that we're going to be successful. You know, that's that's a plot line. And so I guess, you know, the first thing I would tell folks to do is one after really making sure that you feel like your strategy is intact and sound or your change plan is intact and sound is to really think about. What are the what is the plot line? And you know there are I think fundamentally seven plot lines uh, that if you were to study English I think there's seven of them. Um, I think I find that there are really four in most business common businesses. Um, so the first one, and you know maybe as you're listening to this, you can say where is my organization? Um, the first might be hey we've done well, we're facing some challenges, and we need to rise to meet the challenge. Maybe that's where your organization is right now. It also could be another plot line is, hey, you know what? We haven't done very well. We admit it. Um, uh, what, you know, we haven't done things that we needed to do, and we need to rebuild. And that's a little fundamentally different, right, than we're having this challenge and we need to rise towards it. A third plot line might be, look, let's be clear. We've been indifferent. We haven't been paying attention. And now something is igniting our passion, and we're struggling, and we have to grow. And the fourth common business plot line is we have done well. Uh, we want to head in a different direction. Oops. Joanne, we lost you for there for a second. Well, it looks yeah, like we lost so you. Can actually create a very different story. A different emotional connection. Hey, Joe, we, we lost you there. So can you give us the fourth point again? It, it all faded out on us. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the last one was that we've done well, that we want to head in a different direction, um, and we're heading on a journey. Okay. So we're heading on a journey? On a journey, somewhere that we've not been before. Um, so one, you know, one is, hey, we need to kind of hunker down, right? We need to kind of think about where we are and regroup. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one's very different, which is, hey, we've been really successful, but we want to branch out and go somewhere completely different. This is a journey and we need to work together to do so. So, um, and then the others, right, give a different feeling and flavor. So really, you know, those are the four common plot lines that I usually work with leaders and say, what, what is your plot line? And, and they'll create a different emotional connection with the listener yeah that's fantastic so good stuff there joanne um let's say i want to go learn more about this you know obviously reach out to you know joanne losey you know with fortify leadership group you know uh, losey consulting tap into you um so we'll certainly you know if you look at the bio the information there what else should we be doing you know what else could i be doing to learn more about this and get more effective at this yeah, so a couple other things I would say is I've already mentioned Steve Jobs um, mm-hmm. uh, is a great 
thing to watch. I think it's really important to watch different stories um, and watch leaders tell different stories. Another great storyteller was Martin Luther King Jr. Um, his I Have a Dream speech is really a story. Again, this isn't like a fictional or made up story. It's a really compelling story that emotionally connects people. Um, and really start looking for natural storytellers in your organization. So that would be something that I would tell you to do. There's always somebody who is really good at telling a story. And so, you know, really look at what that person is doing. What are some of the ways that they really, uh, really connect people to the story? Um, I also mentioned some uh, research that was done by Dr. Paul Zak around sort of the brain um, and the connection to storytelling. And I would also just say, you know what, I've done an awful lot of reading books about how to be a children's author, how to be an author, how to create a great plot line. So really some of the um, the books and resources out there, articles are, are great ways for you to also tap into that. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, uh, real interesting on uh, Dr. King. Um, there was also um, improvisation. He did not plan on saying, I have a dream uh, when he gave that speech. That was not originally there. He had this great storyline, but uh, the folks behind him felt like he needed to emotionally connect more. And they had seen him give that speech uh, at a church uh, earlier in the year. And so one of his teammates behind him was yelling, I have a dream. Tell us about the dream, Martin. Tell us about the dream. So mm-hmm. even even there, I think there's, you can have a good plan and go with the flow of the audience and, and, and be willing to improvise just a little bit to really make sure you're driving home that connection. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. And, and if you ever watch that or have the opportunity to watch it again, I would uh, encourage you to watch the difference because he read the first half of that speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that he didn't connect. Obviously, he did. But when he moves into what you call that improv and really just tells the story from his heart, he doesn't read anything anymore. And so he is he's like using his entire person, right, to connect with the listener. And the thing that is really, I guess that I would say is really something to point out around that is, you know, there may be some listeners who were not alive um, when that speech was, was first done, yet people can point to that. When I talk about compelling and memorable and creating an emotional connection that transcends time, that message, that plot line of equality around children, all of those things that really came out um, uh, in, in his speech, that's what I mean by compelling and memorable. Now, let me just be very honest. People like Martin Luther King Jr., John F. Kennedy about putting a man on the moon, Steve Jobs in his Stanford speech, these are some masterful storytellers. All of us, however, can build the skills and be more and more like them to be really create those memorable and compelling stories. Yeah, and so I don't want to scare the listener away. That's like the pinnacle, Steve Jobs <laughs> and, and, and uh, exactly. you know, Martin Luther King. On the other hand, you know, I encourage that we've the nice part about YouTube and things like that now is that we have the ability to go and watch some TED Talks, to watch Martin Luther King, to yes. study, you know, everything from a, a, a good pastor to a good business leader to a coach, you know, study what's working right. You know, and I, I go back to, you know, this backbone that you provided us earlier, a title, a story that's like vision, the cast of characters, those are the stakeholders, our employees. The storyline and plot, those are things like the chapters of a book, measures, metrics, and uh, milestones. And then heroes and villains, you know, that's going to be where are the competing forces, who are, we, who are we up against, the market and a competitor, our own resources, you know, and that can really, you know, bring this to life. So, Joanne, it's been such an honor and a privilege to, to have you on the show. I look forward to, to having you again on the show. We talked about on break. We'll definitely have Joanne back. So, thanks for being here. Joanne, any, any closing thought here in the last minute? 
Yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, I really, uh, as you can tell, I'm so passionate about the topic of storytelling. Um, and here's what I would just say is that every every one of you is a great storyteller. What is going to make the difference are some of these skills, but fundamentally at the end of the day, our belief in our story, our ability to role model those behaviors and achieve your goals, that's what's going to make you a really fabulous storyteller. So each of us has it within us. Um, and you know that's why I'm just always delighted to work with leaders um, and people to really tap into this and to to really help people get emotionally connected to the story. So thank you, Jeff, for having me on the program. Absolutely, Joanne. Next week, we'll have uh, Zach Mercurio on the show. We'll be talking about purpose and how does purpose help us to get more engaged in the workplace and make a better workplace. So thanks for uh, joining us this week on Illuminating Leadership. If you want to reach us during the week, call us at 540-798-1963. Shoot me an email at jeff at voltageleadership.com. Our website is voltageleadership.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff or connect with us on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting. Each and every week, we appreciate you joining us and sending us notes in between. I hope you have a fantastic week and go learn some new things out there. Take care and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast, illuminating leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.